Hello and welcome to AMO Kenzoku Episode 5, How to Manga. We are a group of four bubblegum crisis boomer otaku who want an excuse to talk about anime, manga, and any related subjects we find interesting. The Kenzoku are Sam. Hello. Nick. Hello, hello. Mike. Hi, everybody. And I am Dylan. This episode is being recorded on March 31st, 2022. Today, we are discussing manga, specifically how to read, find, some recommendations, no spoilers expected. Hashin! So, first thing is corrections and additions from last time. Sam, I know that you wanted to make some statement regarding Odd Taxi. Yeah, so we talked a lot about about um some of the VAs um and some things and some of the voice actors and uh they sounded you know pretty good and maybe some of those guys were actual manzai people and yeah so um Shibagaki and Baba the horse and the boar guy are actual um manzai uh pair they're they go by Dayan um and the Daimon brothers are also another manzai pair uh Miki um, and they're actually brothers in real life, um, Asse and Kosei Miki, uh, which was pretty interesting. Um, another one, uh, Yano's VA is actually a Japanese rapper. Um, I guess for he's been rapping for a very long time. Um, he goes by Meteor. Uh, and if you go on whatever your uh, music subscription service of choice, or even YouTube, um, um, like you can find the um, official um, little mini album called... Uh, 20 like 2019 like the year um and it's got uh, a couple of tracks and uh a little mini drama in there with him and dobu um it was pretty good um, two other small things um the show was done with pre-recorded voices as opposed to um after recorded um usually anime is recorded um like i think it's afureko after record so they record after there's some animation so they talk to the animation um this one they did it without the animation which is different. Um, um, I feel like that's it's less definitely less common. It's still definitely a thing though, because I know for a fact that's how um, Grand Logan was made. Was they recorded oh, okay. the voices first, and then they had like stills, like they had the uh, the storyboard images come, come up, but they actually didn't have animation, and the animators had to match. Like okay, the so it's not as uh, not as uncommon as as I thought, but um, uh, they were seemed like we were talking about it, it was more uncommon, but um, the. Also, Yano's VA, I guess he was specifically asked to read his lines less like rapping and more like dialogue, um, which I did feel like his stuff didn't sound as much like rap as it could have. Um, and so I guess that was a deliberate choice from the director that, to ask him to do that. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah, um, that, that's about all I have um, for that. All right, sounds good. Anyone else have any corrections, additions, or asides you want to put in before we start talking about the topic? Nothing from me. All right. So today uh, we wanted to go off of the anime and kind of get into the M of AMO because anime, AMO, Kenzoko, the AMO part is anime and then M is manga and O is otaku, which is, you know, everything else. So um, and we kind of came to this topic because we're variously in and out of reading things. And so we want to kind of talk about how we read things and then what what ways there are to read manga in English, Japanese, where to get things from these days, and this may develop, delve into some uh, ways things were done in the past. Uh, so with that, one of the first ones I kind of have the question on, because I have personally never done any of the digital subscription stuff at all. I've only ever purchased physical books, um, is what are the good subscriptions out there? I did kind of a quick survey and I see that Shonen Jump seems like that's a pretty good deal. It's two bucks a month. But then I also saw kind of looking on the uh, Apple, because that's the devices I have, uh, Marketplace, there's there's like Shonen Jump and then there's also separately a Viz Manga subscription. And then there's a different one that's called, I think like, manga plug by shueisha but it also looks like it's basically the same app and as best i could tell it looked like it was pretty much the same content so the, so the, the viz thing 
um, Viz manga and Shonen Jump manga, the, the that subscription, those are both the same. Like it's, it, I know it's kind of confusing. They have two separate apps, um, but if you get the subscription, it, it works the same in both the apps. Jump Plus oh. is the thing that's actually by Shueisha themselves. Um, and full disclosure, I know people that work at Viz Media. I'm pretty close with some of them. Um, uh, so I, I am biased, but it's not clear what they're doing with Jump Plus, like why they do, because Viz is also partly owned by Shueisha. So it's not clear why they, they have the two. They they also run Jump Plus in addition to, or Manga Plus, that's what it's called. Sorry, Jump Plus is a magazine in Japan. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not clear why they do that. And then there's they have some extra stuff in the, manga plus thing that they don't have in the viz one and i think there's maybe some viz stuff that they don't have um some of the times they'll use viz translations um viz versions of things on the manga plus and sometimes they won't i I don't know it's weird (laughs) okay so even if the insider info you are still confused by it which says there's probably something that is some weird business relationship something somewhere that caused it but good to know that the shonen jump I'm confused as to why they're doing it. It's kind of weird for them to undermine their own business a little bit. Oh, yeah, that seems very odd and at odds and like just at odds at the the prime directive. Why not just pull it all together and have a singular, you know, app that doesn't split your user base? Because then you have to maintain three separate apps, which just doing a cursory glance at the because I'm on Android devices, I just glance through the Android um, Google Play Store and there's a fair amount of people saying like you know for each of them is like this app is garbage it crashes all the time please fix don't use it it's just it's you know so why not focus on a single app and make it good versus having three split ones again the manga plus one is technically owned by shueisha so i can see them you know wanting to do that but but like you said sam they're using like viz translations for some of them so it it, it seems very bizarre to me but i really don't i'm very very distant from manga localized manga especially so i i've i really don't get the inner workings of of any of that part of the industry yeah i know there are also other services that aren't related to viz and chueisha like i think there's one called azuki that's five dollars a month that has a different set of stuff um is crunchyroll manga still a thing i haven't actually looked at that side of crunchyroll in a while I believe uh, it, it still is. Crunchyroll still has manga, and I was looking through it, and I found it to be just completely unusable garbage, at least on the web, <laughs> which is my my kind review of it. Like, they have, like, it's not set up so, like, you can actually, like, find or sort through anything, and they have, like, they all have, like, the first chapter, and then, like, some other random ones, and they'll jump for it. It seems like... It's one of those things where if you are willing to just kind of start wherever the current chapter is on whatever they happen to have and read that and and not care and be okay when they drop it in the middle of an arc, then maybe it's a thing that you already paid for and you use. Yeah, I feel like Crunchyroll's manga stuff is kind of neglected. It does seem like they still put out new stuff, but I think that's mostly what they get from uh, their like Kodansha partnership. I don't really know. It does seem pretty barren. I I perused it semi-actively a few years ago, I want to say. I guess Corona times now, maybe more than that. Um, And there was some interesting stuff, but yeah, it it doesn't seem to, like I checked again recently and it doesn't seem to have changed much at all. Um, Fortunately, the stuff that I knew was there isn't gone, so that's good at least. But yeah, I don't really know. I wouldn't wouldn't subscribe to Crunchyroll for the manga for sure. This seems like a nice bonus. So I've got a kind of a separate question here and we'll kind of keep it on the U.S. stuff of I, I also got very confused because it seems like, you know, looking within the Shonen Jump Viz world, which, you know, they've got a good selection of stuff there, but they have some stuff where it's in the subscription and then other stuff where it's almost looks like it's available, maybe part of the subscription or not, but then there's separate digital purchase. And I was just. I was kind of confused how to figure out what was what there. And maybe that's just, I need to 
spend more time on it. Is anyone else confused by that as well or not? Uh, yes, I was. I, I was actually, um, going through it recently because we were going to talk about this and just trying to see what was available, um, in there. And, uh, cause I had actually, I've actually fallen off the wagon a bit for like during Corona. Um, and I was also confused by the, like in the Shonen Jump app, I have my subscription, but then there's also stuff in there that like, I can't read with my subscription and I have to buy a volume. Like I'm not against that, but like, it's, yeah, it's kind of surprising. Like, wait, why, why is this in here then? Like, should be a little bit clearer. yeah i i get what you're saying it seems like they're trying to double dip right it's fine if they want to sell if, if there's like a a moratorium so to speak on say the newest you know chapters for a certain series maybe due to certain licensing agreements but why list it in the subscription based app when you could just have it in a separate section or maybe have a section in in the app where it says you know per, like pre like purchasable content or something like that right so if you want access to the you know whatever content outside of the app for in perpetuity basically let's just say then you could do that but yeah like that feels like it should be the distinction between the shonen jump app and the viz manga app whether but it doesn't sound like it is yeah i i don't really i don't really i get i kind of get what they're the thought process where it's like, yeah, you have people in this app and you want them to see the other stuff you have available. So you can kind of, you know, convert them or whatever. It's, it's a natural thing, but then maybe they shouldn't have two apps. Like maybe they just have one app. And I, I, I don't know. I think I've asked them about this before and I haven't got a, I don't remember what the answer was when I asked. Um, but I, I will say to their credit, they don't, when stuff is available in the subscription, they don't mix the, um, the two of them. So like, it's never like, like when they started doing, um, Kimetsu no Yaiba, they, uh, they didn't have all of the back stuff yet, but they were filling it all in. Um, and it's not like it was, a um, you can just purchase it, right? They, they were putting out the latest stuff while they were backfilling it and, and all that. So it, fortunately they don't have, and they don't have situations where it's like you, some of it you can read in a subscription and some of it you have to pay for when, when you're into a series, the only time when you can't read stuff in your subscription is when they're, they're backfilling. And I don't think they're have any more of that, that they're doing. I think they've caught up to everything. Okay. Does anyone else have any other paid digital subscriptions? We'll keep on an English language, at least right now that they recommend or think are worth taking a look at. No, I am probably the least digitized or amongst the least digitized <laughs> in manga around. I mean, I I still, you know, my, my primary means of getting manga is to, is to trek over to Kinokuniya and walk out with a hundred and whatever dollars worth of manga each. You know, I haven't been been into a Kinokuniya in many years now, thanks to Corona, but um, I have so... been ordering stuff online here and there. We'll get we'll get into books in a sec. Uh, I'm going to stick on the digital stuff for a little bit because uh, again, looking through the iOS store, I found some other like apps that were you know kind of look at like, hey, here's the top you know top apps or like you know people are using these and the other ones was like this Manta like M A N T A and then like Manga Reader Top Manga Zone and as best I could tell looking at these things because they're all either free or like five bucks and that's it. They appeared to all be like going off of and using like fan translation sites and sources and things like that. And that's the best I could tell. But again, they don't make it clear within the app that these things aren't like actually licensed and paid for. Um, So kind of my question there is like, am I correct in looking at that? And then um, I think kind of my, my big question here is like, is there a need for fan translations of manga in 2022? Uh, I don't think so. Um, well, no, you know what? I, I'll moderate that some. There's so much manga out there that that isn't getting put out. But at the same time, like there is actually a ton getting put out in English that I can't believe that they're publishing. So I, there's there's probably a niche still for that stuff. But I think that like it's not quite like anime yet where like basically everything comes out here but uh i don't think there's a lot of excuses for it 
the only thing that I have friends that are actively following in fan translation is really old and obscure Space Family Carl Vincent, which I don't see coming out legit in English anytime soon. Yeah, that's a good point, old stuff. With regards to new stuff, I really don't think there is a need. Like you said, Sam, things are... It, manga, manga is kind of embedded itself into the mainstream more it, uh, it, it kind of piggybacked off the massive mainstream push of, of anime and i had so many co-workers previous co-workers who watched um anime fairly casually but they were voracious manga readers so hmm. and i wouldn't have thought that was the case i usually would have thought the opposite where they were voracious anime consumers and then they would slowly trickle in the manga actually quite a few of them were quite the opposite they they dabbled in anime here and there but they actually read quite a lot of manga so i think the trend in the um i'll say foreign market because domestically i don't animate manga is japanese and so you know in the international market in the west you know here in north america i don't think there's a real need for it there's like you said there's so much stuff coming out and i do agree with the need for, uh, I do understand the desire for things that, like Mike mentioned, things that are very old and the likelihood of it coming out here is, you know, near zero. Then I think that's more of like a, almost like an archiving service for hardcore fans because whatever money there what that you know was going to be made off of it probably has long been made. So I don't think there's, you know, I don't think there's much maliciousness behind it with um with with old old legacy stuff there is um an interesting twist on that that is i was looking for other services um in the u.s and uh there was an interesting one i I, unfortunately the name escapes me right now but it was like i think this has been done a couple of times um it's a company that like licenses stuff and then they basically ask um people to translate it for them um dmp tried to do this um maybe this is even related to them i I don't know where where you basically set up an account and you can be like a a translator or like a typesetter or or a localizer um and i don't it wasn't clear to me if you get can get money from it or whatever but it yeah it was it was kind of weird um i don't know made me yeah i know dmp (laughs) was really on the like innovating ways to not compensate or reduce compensation for the work that they got done. Yeah. What what was interesting is this site was has some campaign where they're trying to get all of um oh boy, how what's Hauser say her name? Moyoko Anno, um so Anno's wife. Um mm-hmm. They, like, I guess have some deal where they're trying to get all her stuff translated, like, officially um, through this weird volunteer system. Um, it's kind of bizarre. Okay. Um, finishing out kind of the directly digital thing here, does anyone have any thoughts or anything they want to share on Japanese language services for digital? I spent probably too much time looking at this, um, and I found quite a few um nothing that well i don't know actually they all look kind of decent because again when you're dealing with the japanese market that just the amount of stuff there is enormous so like yeah if if you're someone who can read japanese um the, you can do pretty well with like the bookwalker is a huge one um apparently amazon's kindle unlimited has a bunch of manga on there um and amazon is king in all of this stuff digital uh for better or worse um and there's there's some other smaller ones i found um comic seymour kept coming up which is i guess lots of bl uh stuff if that's your thing um i they have some other like lots of smaller niche publishers in there too but yeah that there's a large number of things available in japanese for subscription services um for like around um 500 to 800 yen a month it's not bad and particularly these days like you can pretty much do whatever you need to on the amazon cojp site like in english so you don't have to figure out how to navigate complex like yeah. account management stuff in japanese which is even more complex than reading manga i did try to buy i bought some books 
um, a Japanese Kindle, and it is a is still a bit um, of gymnastics involved um, in terms of like setting regions for accounts and things like that. Um, but it's true, you can, you, it's not as hard as it used to be. It's but it's also not as easy as it should be. Okay, cool, interesting. So let's go to let's go to how you how you read things, um, and uh, I'm gonna go to kind of like books and I'll go to English kind of first of like, where are places that people buy or would recommend buying books from or how to find books? And there's a couple different categories there. There's one, there's new stuff that just got printed. And then there's more older stuff that is or is, you know, uh, is not as current. We'll go with Mike. Do you have any uh, input there, Mike? Um. Mostly, I uh, buy more than I should from Bezos, and I try to buy from Right Stuff when I can. Right Stuff, I was going to recommend that too, yeah. Think about them for for manga, but that's good. Yeah, they're kind of becoming like a one-stop shop. Like, their, their inventory of goods is ever ballooning. I mean, you can get a whole bunch of, like figures and other things from them now too. yeah they even so. carry import japanese vinyl soundtracks now oh, wow. yeah and that stuff's like super limited print runs so they definitely must have like some agreement with some distributors over there for that stuff given a quick look there it looks like they have both japanese and english language manga for not a crazy markup on some of the japanese stuff at least wait you're saying they have japanese manga right stuff i did not realize that as it looked like I see a Snow White with red hair, but it had the Japanese cover on it. Oh, I mean, so interesting. My, I could be wrong. Uh, I never thought to look there, so it could be. Same. No, I'm no, never mind. Right they now. just, they just, no, never mind. It's just a pre-order one, so they haven't updated it with the English cover. Probably because they don't, they don't have. They're using the Japanese cover as a stand-in since they don't have the official lettering and stuff for it. Yeah, probably. Yep, uh, yep. They have the sense. Japanese cover from from Hana Toyume as opposed to the Shoujo beat cover. Okay. So I was wrong. Corrected in uh, record time. <laughs> in real time. Almost. Wrong, yeah, wrong time. and right at the same time. <laughs> um, another one, like I just kind of gave a quick look to for a larger one, like physically for myself, like the place I've seen the most new things because of what I do is literally if I go into Barnes and Noble, like they have a pretty decent selection of stuff. And, you know, one of the cool things with going there is, you know, the physical thing of, hey, they actually have stuff. So you can see if, like, the hardcover version of uh, Blame sucks you in and <laughs> makes you spend way too much on buying another copy of Blame. Um, <laughs> and the answer is usually yes. Huh. Um, but uh, it's, you know, it's nice. And I think, I think you know, as far as a physical experience, like, I think it's pretty nice and they actually have a fairly decent like website too that's very focused on manga and that sort of uh and that sort of stuff because apparently they make some money selling that stuff which is, you know, interesting. Do they uh shrink wrap their stuff? I I know that used to be a thing they would do because of the the quote-unquote manga cows who would go in there and just sit in the aisles and read all day. Um there was a period where they um, shrink wrapped stuff to prevent that. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that except for stuff that's been from the the publishers because of adult content. Uh, okay, but no, I've 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 been in you know every once in a while, and I've never seen like a plethora of things being shrink wrapped. Okay, actually, maybe maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe I'm thinking of things that were more mature. I'm not sure, but anyways, that's good now, to know I because feel that's like a benefit. There was a period when they were doing that for a lot manga. Okay. Just because Not too crazy. many people were abusing browsing. I mean, that is the best way to... That's the way, at least I used to, find all my new stuff was just by browsing and flipping through it. Oh, this looks cool. And, you know, flip through it and... Yeah, all right, I'll get this. Like, it's it's much harder when it's just a cover. Although that's like how I bought so much Japanese manga. Was yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything's shrink wrap because, because touch your Kinshi no matter where you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's why cover art's so important, right? Yeah. Like we, we we became like pros at assessing the quality of a manga <laughs> off of a singular image at some point because that's all we had to work on. Or we'd have to do that ghetto trick of like kinda kinda <laughs> pinching pinching the book yeah. to look in between to see if the regular art you know yeah. is it lives up. I, I still remember the times of in many kinos that I had to do that. So Oh yeah. Yep. Nowadays, uh, my strategy has been to, um, I'll, I'll still do the squeeze, um, but I'll take pictures of covers, which is also something they don't want you doing. Uh, and then I'll take it home and then see if I can find more info online hmm. and I'll go buy it. Yeah. For me personally, I, I this might be drifting slightly off topic, so feel free to rein it back in, but I feel like that was kind of the thrill for me with manga was just saying, oh, hell, I'll, I'll go for this. It has an interesting cover. And then, you know, there, I, I got probably as many misses as hits, but those times mm-hmm. when you find something truly like just, you know, something that you really vibe with and you you're, get super excited about it. I feel like those, those are, those are like those moments of, you know, extreme yes. dopa- dopamine elation, right? Where you're like, yeah, I just found something super cool strictly off of the cover art. I'm the man. Oh man, kind of moments. So true. Like that, those, that was such a great feeling to like the excitement of, um, buying them. And for me, I would like take the train into the city and then, um, and then on, I would be excited for the ride at the train ride home where I could sit and then read my manga on the train. Uh, yeah. And see like, okay, do a quick flip through of everything. Like, Oh, is this one good? Oh, this one's great. Or this one's this is another one great one. Oh, this one's not so great, but you know, still amusing. Actually, more hits than misses, but yeah, that I miss that. <laughs> yeah, hindsight. Like actually, as much as it's it's like a real life like gotcha game for me at this point. <laughs> the way I buy manga, I realize is is kind of. I mean, at least I can base it off the cover art, so it's a little bit more so, deterministic. But as for for Japan for English language stuff, I have. Other questions for Japanese language. What's a current way to get stuff? Because where I live, I don't have a Kinokuniya within, I don't know, within within a day's drive. So they they actually there... have a web uh, U.S. web storefront that you can order Japanese um, books through, and it's not too bad to use. It's a little bit antiquated, but that's how I actually. I'm not even that far from a Kinokuniya. I'm only maybe. You know, LA is probably two two plus hours away, but just because I don't I don't want to go all the way to downtown just for a possibility of getting stuff because you know their stock is always very inconsistent. Um, mm-hmm. I I just order stuff online because if, at least last I checked, if you order fifty dollars worth, then shipping is free. So that's an easy achievement for me. So I I usually just order you know, anywhere from 10 to a, a dozen books at a time. And if they don't have an inventory, they'll just tell me what the lead time will be from their Japanese distributor. And usually it's like three, four weeks, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really bug me. And their packaging's really good. They, they, I, I've never gotten like crunched up corners or anything like oh, that. Yeah. They package everything really, really well. So A plus shocking. Japanese attention to packaging. Yes. A sh- yes. A shocking, a shocking turn of information that Kinokuniya Japanese store does a good job with packaging stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's another area where right stuff definitely does better than Amazon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's be real. Amazon (laughs) does not care, right? I mean, I've gotten, I've got, you know, I've, I've rolled the dice and once purchased a $300 processor from Amazon. And literally it was a, what, a four inch by four inch box thrown into like, like a, a, a nine inch by 12 inch box. That's, you know. And it's just rolling around like a die because all the little padding bubbles, padding things are all all popped. So it was mm-hmm. literally just tumbling around for God knows how many days. So yeah, and if it's a book, they'll like throw it in one of those um, bubble envelopes, and it just kind of yeah. rattles around in there. Maybe the corners getting all banged up. Yeah, it's not great. Okay, so um, on the kind of back towards the English side of stuff like i think one of the things that i have a challenge with these days is like figuring out what's like you know like what's in print what's out of print like kind of like is everything that's not you know kind of like something that's in shonen jump is like everything else there a limited print run or is that just my stuff because i don't want to is that just i'm just excluding myself because i don't want to read the newest volume of does a hot elf live next door to you (laughs) 
which was released this month. Volume three. It's <laughs> a real thing. Okay. That's a real thing. <laughs> okay. I, sh- I should have just assumed it was real. I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that. Amazon is like, as much as we were just ragging on them, they're probably a good way to gauge stock. Um, right stuff is also pretty good. Although I feel like right stuff is maybe overconfident about what they can restock. Um, yeah, I've sometimes had things sit on back order on right stuff for quite a while before they finally give up. It hasn't happened in a while, but I also haven't ordered much on back order from them in a while, so that may just be it. My my suspicion with that has always been that they're trying to accumulate enough um, back orders that they can get the publisher to do a, another run, but I don't have any evidence for that. Fair enough. Okay. Um, all right. So it seems like kind of a summary. If you want to get some Japanese books and you don't have a Kinokuni near you, you can use their web store and they will sell you stuff. And you just got to probably take a few minutes to figure out where you're getting it. Uh, and for U.S. stuff, Right Stuff is a good place to go to that's not Amazon and has a good selection and is a focused specialty shop. Um, and then if you have a cool manga shop you can walk into locally go for it, do that, give the local company a business. Other other than that, you know, maybe check out Barnes & Noble because if there's one near you, they probably have a pretty reasonable manga selection of some stuff. Uh, I, um, would, I would add, um, just before we move on, that for discovering new stuff, again, as I was kind of looking into um, subscription services, I actually found that uh, you can read a lot online for free and even if it's not um the whole thing like most things will have sample chapters um up uh where you can like uh you can go and what was the one i the um isekai ojisan which is they got an anime coming out soon um you go to that website um for that and i think you can read like the first three chapters for free um comic walker kodansha's thing actually it seems like they have a ridiculous amount that if you just make an account you can read um what seems like an absurd amount of full volumes of things for free i don't i don't quite understand it um but yeah if you if you want to try and discover something new before you go and uh, uh roll the dice that's a possibility too it's a good thing. You just have to be willing to read digital stuff. And actually, yeah, like yes. I'm just make a couple minutes here on that on like how mm-hmm. to read digital stuff. Their recommendations. Like personally, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it on an iPad because that's a device I have that I'm that's reasonable. Um, are there any other recommendations for other devices that people think are excellent for doing that sort of thing? I I have a five year old Samsung Galaxy tab that has decent display resolution and I don't mind reading stuff on it. I just wish I had one with a bigger screen because, you know, it's not really big enough to do full two-page spreads, for example. I think some modern iPads are better for that. Don't know. I've mostly stayed out of the Apple ecosystem, if I'm honest. Any thoughts on Kindle or Nook or those types of devices and how those work for reading manga? You like the e-ink? Yes. I've been curious about that. I have I I, I don't have any experience, but mm, I can't actually, imagine it's any good. What, what was that, Nick? Uh I, I was just thinking I should have my, my my wife is a voracious consumer of all literary content and she has uh she has a Kindle that she uses actively. I should have probably checked to see if like manga was an option on it because I was I'm curious to see the quality of the resolution on it. I'm sure it's gotten better over the last, what, 15 years that Kindles have been a thing. But uh, I, I'm hard-pressed to imagine that it, it looks one-to-one with, you know, with the, uh, a traditional print. I, for me, digital is still tough because there's there's really no device that kind of mimics the the A4, like traditional A4 manga size, right? You either have a phone, which is going to be a little bit small, or you're going to have a tablet, which to me is a little bit large and cumbersome. So that's always been kind of the issue for me with trying to go digital is is how to consume it kind of is the form factors aren't ideal for me. 
Yeah, I I think I can sympathize with that. I've embraced digital reluctantly at first, but a lot more now um, when I'm just trying to not accumulate as much stuff. So like, I 100 percent understand that. That's why actually <laughs> oh, I was interested in this. That. <laughs> yeah, especially you. I'm like I can definitely uh, sympathize, uh, especially after you brought up Sam, like the the various options of for because for me obviously Japanese services would be more interesting just because um that's how i typically consume it so um so stuff like book walker and and, and manga walker seem interesting i'll, I'll probably give those uh, at least a shot because um yeah like there's finite space in this house and manga already takes up an inordinately large amount of it so i don't know if i can really afford to have it take up much more yeah mike you had some input there yeah i have a major stuff over space problem so i am trying to buy more digitally i'm not always succeeding but <laughs> i'm trying because then you buy it and then you think find you really like it and then you need to get the extra large hardbound edition of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um, i'm not gonna lie i think that the, the side tangent that specifically japanese is better at this um but the english hardcover stuff has historically been pretty bad. Um, and again, I'm biased, but um, Viz has actually done really good jobs with their hardcover stuff. Um, but most of the times it's like a library book style hardcover um, with the still has the same um, crappy um, paper as you get in the regular paperback edition. I, I do have, I haven't read all of it, but I do have the full set of uh, Gundam, the origin and the nice hardcovers they did. And it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So kind of into the manga thing, and uh, for myself, I live, in, uh, I live in, in Buffalo, New York, which is known for having very mild winters. <laughs> um, so we're, uh, we're thawing out now, which means I'm like literally tomorrow I'm going to go move, the, uh, move our reading stuff out on the front porch and hang out and we do a lot of kind of reading out the porch and, and such there. So kind of one of the questions I have, because it's not one of my habits right now is, uh, you know, what, what's a good way to kind of get a good manga reading habit if you don't have one? Um, I'll kind of leave it up if people have a thought or suggestions or things they uh, think work for that's them. That's something that I also need because I have been letting too much manga pile up because I'm really bad at actually getting around to reading it. I blame the internet and just never being too far from a computer or phone, and so having finding it too easy to get distracted on that rather than getting offline and making space for reading traditionally these days. Yep. Uh, Sam, any any thoughts as for how to get a good manga reading habit in? Um, my habit, uh, again, before Corona kind of through things for a loop and I started doing different things was um, I just have a, an old iPad next to my bed. Um, and I just, when I'm, I go to get in my bed and then I read a couple chapters uh, and that's basically read until I get sleepy uh, or, you know, I start dropping the iPad and then it's no, it's time to go to bed. Um, that was my habit for a very long time. I read a ton of jump stuff. I read all of IQ that way. Um, bunch of uh jumps just a bunch of um jump things in general uh yeah that that was that was my habit nick any thoughts there Hmm, i might be the oddball because i i can do manga in either very short like you know like popcorn chunks like one or two chapters and oftentimes not to be gross but it would be like while i'm while i'm in the bathroom (laughs) Um, I was gonna say, can't not mention that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I am one of those people. Yeah, I'll 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 sit in the bathroom for you know a few minutes and read some chapters, and then you know if if I if I have the time to, and I it's you know I get absorbed enough in whatever chapter of whatever you know series I'm reading at the time, then I will you know go ahead and just plop down on the bed or on the couch or whatever and continue reading, you know. If if it enthralls me, it's kind. Of, it's I'm more. I'm I'm a lot more whimsical with my manga consumption. I don't. Manga has always been something that I always had tried to have immediate access to, and so I'm. I mean, I'm sure. Um, 
uh, a friend of mine once mentioned that uh, in in my apartment, every horizontal surface had a volume of manga on it because I would just put down <laughs> books everywhere, right? To because I'm just uh-huh. always picking something up and flipping through. So I, my habits, are, my reading habit is very erratic, and I don't like to make it regimented because then when it's when it's regimented, it almost makes it feel like it's something like a almost like a chore. And manga for me was always a, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a leisure activity. So whether it was for five minutes or you know several hours, depending on what my availability was, I would commit myself to to it accordingly. Yeah, I can say Nick, the, remember your apartment. I don't think you, I don't think it was possible to go anywhere in your apartment and be more than if you got more than two feet from a, a volume of manga in there, then you would found like some sort of weird magical void, which would soon be rectified. Yeah. It, it was like anti-space where, <laughs> yeah. or somehow, somehow manga hadn't penetrated it yet. <laughs> um, a couple, a couple of thoughts that I have for my end, cause I'm going to try and pick it up kind of more being like a summer reading thing is, you know, like have either, you know, have like a, a place to go and sit like, like outside or somewhere if it's nice or at a cafe and kind of, dedicate yourself because like i have the same problems that mike said of like oh man it's so hard just like oh to read this versus oh the internet and it's infinite not manga content um another thought i've kind of you know have kind of like a reading buddy for me it's my wife because she likes to read stuff some not usually manga but oftentimes you're like yeah i want to go sit outside on the porch and read and be like okay well i'll go out in there and do the same thing um another thought could be you know have like a specific goal of all right i just want to read this kind of like this short series and go off of that as a goal and be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to read this thing. Um, those are just a couple thoughts that I've, I've had about that. That's why I like the reading before bed. Cause it was like a time when I, I really couldn't do anything else. So I was kind of in that time between wake and I, I trying to fall asleep. I would do that. It was also a really good sleep aid for me. So, and, and that was something that I would look forward to, um, often, especially when I, when I was reading Haikyuu and I'd get into these arcs, it was really intense <laughs> and I would look forward to going to bed so I could, uh, read a few more chapters. So I, I have, a, a, I have a question one. on that. I have mm-hmm. a question on that, which is that if you would try to read manga, not when you were going to bed, would it make you sleepy? No, no. Okay. It it's, I think it was just, uh, I, I don't know, um, what it is it also depends on the interest. Like sometimes I'll be reading Shonen Jump chapters and I like, I have a set series that I'm following. Um, and some of the ones that were in slower arcs getting through, like I could only get through a couple chapters cause they were more boring before I would, you know, literally like drop the iPad and fall asleep. Um, most of the, like with Haikyuu though, it would be really hard. I have to force myself to stop. Um, but when I read it otherwise, like during the day, it wouldn't make me fall asleep, but if it was a boring chapter, then I certainly would have trouble getting through it. Okay. Um, so in a slightly off thing, I want to see if there, anyone has any thoughts or anything on just kind of the influence of manga into other comics and, uh, and other things. Whereas I've, I've read some other non manga comics but they're very heavily clearly very heavily manga influenced from ones that were like there was a uh was like early 2000s there was a wolverine series that was literally written by tsuhomo nihei the the author Mm. of uh blame it was called snick um yeah um from those to i think of these days like so much because there's so much content out there and a lot of it's really great in terms of graphic novel content as english language but you know, so many of those creators are, you know, big manga fans and are making things that are not manga, but are inspired. I was kind of curious what people's uh, thoughts on that is. Um, I think I'll, I'll tackle that first. I think it's, yeah, I agree. It, it's really blown up. And I mean, it's almost come full circle because I think one of the primary ways a lot of people consume this, I would, I guess we can call it near manga content is I'm sure you guys heard of Webtoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so much stuff on Webtoon, and so much of it—not all of it, but so much of it—is very heavily manga-inspired, and quite a lot of it ends up getting adapted into anime because it mm-hmm. it, it basically flows like I think God of High School is one of like the the biggest 
name once. Um, I think that's Aaron or Aerodon. I think Crunchyroll actually co-produced that one. I could be wrong. I think um, so. Uh, I, if I'm so... wrong, well, we can correct it on the next app. But I believe there's so it. it I it's interesting because you know now it's it's getting to the point where different media that or different comics that are clearly manga inspired but not traditional manga in the strict sense that there's a publisher and all this all this and that are now getting anime adaptations because they're they're getting popular enough online which is interesting too because of the the format of webtoons was for cell phones right yeah exactly so it was designed to be consumed digitally like it, it was it's a very modern machination um it was designed to be consumed you know on on devices and a lot of the the way the panels flowed was very much more of a vertical nature than manga where depending on the you know it, it, manga sometimes has that zigzagginess right where it starts in the upper right panel goes left down right left right left on the same page but with webtoon it was much more of a a traditional vertical layout because it was meant to be consumed on phones yeah you'd have these like the pages were like literally like maybe 600 pixels by like 10,000 pixels. Or <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, insane. Exactly. So I was, I was unaware of this. Like I think in some of my searching, I kind of saw it, but I didn't know what it was. Um, but searching through it, I, I definitely see what everyone's saying there. And it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. It's a, it's, yeah, it's very digital native, generally English language stuff. Do we know if like, do you know if there's any people that are like Japanese creators that are like making stuff? I'm sure on there, there or are. or the crazy thing is if there was a webtoon that got made into an anime that was then adapted into a manga. <laughs> oh man, probably. Uh, that wouldn't shock me. I think webtoons started in Korea. I believe yeah. it was primarily Korean, but now it's become globalized. You see all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff, but a lot of the like God of High School definitely was Korean. First, and then it got translated into English, and then it gained a lot of steam worldwide, and that's when they opted to go into um, into anime for it. I wouldn't be surprised at all if there was an example of a webtoon that got animated and then got big, so big that somebody decided to adapt it into manga. That would not surprise me one bit. And then wrote a light novel. And then it turned into a light novel, which would then get turned into uh, a movie or something, right? So. Yeah, a drama. The full, the full circle. Interesting, yeah. Like some of their stuff on there, like yeah, it's very anime-ish looking, but isn't necessarily. That's kind. Of, that's an interesting thing of this digital native style, where you could say that, uh, you know, a lot of the what I want to say here that uh, almost kind of like form follows function, where a lot of the style and the creative styling of manga was defined by the A4 page size, whereas on this webtoons like the layout and some of the comic design is following from the consumption style which is rather than on an a4 book is on a is on a cell phone yeah i think you can't um to the other things that might be influencing it the manga is mainstream now so like there's it's i think it's really outside of like Marvel, any kind of indie comic is probably you're going to see some manga influence in it somewhere. Like back in the day, Scott Pilgrim was a huge <laughs> thing; was very obviously manga inspired. Um, but I'd say that it, it's probably more the norm than the than the exception, like it was back then. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's very. I think you'd be surprised to see stuff like there's a couple others that I've read that uh, like a. English edition one that I randomly found at my comic shop, but it was a graphic novel and it was great. This uh, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, which I think it's just, I think it's an incredible book, uh, really cool art. And like the person is clearly, uh, clearly heavily manga inspired and everything. And um, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool that you can have this, global thing that is still not manga but is kind of part of that global manga culture yeah i guess i'll throw this question out in order to be manga are we or do do we generally agree that it has to be like japanese 
I, I think I run to that, under that categorization system because Korean stuff I call manhua and, manhua, yeah. uh, and I don't know what the Chinese version is, but yeah, I think yeah. so. I think I, I, I think I agree with that, that there's whatever you call it, e-manga or graphic novel. Frankly, these days for English stuff, you probably just call it a graphic novel. And that's, yeah, that's a good catch all for it, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, but so here's the, here's, I, I kind of, here's my question. I don't have the answer for it is like, so if, if let's say something on Webtoons or whatever was translated and published in Shonen Jump, would that then be manga? Yeah, I me. would say yeah. so. I, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's the form, for me, it's the form factor and the, uh, and being published in Japan, I think that is, is the qualifier. So, I mean, here's to me as a good example is um, Felipe Smith uh, published manga in Japan. And just because he's an American creator, but he was publishing in Japan in Japanese. So he made manga. Oh yeah. Unquestionably. Yeah, definitely. Was it, so and my question, cause I, I don't know this person, but like, was do you know was it like originally written is my, my i guess my question here is like does it have to be originally in japanese language is the japanese language is that part of it or i think so are you talking like so in felipe's case he wrote it in japanese like he speaks yeah. fluent japanese okay um because he's a he's a huge um self-professed like weeb right um and but if he had drawn it and then written it in English and had somebody translate it and it was published in Japanese, I think I'd still call it manga. Yeah, for me, I think it's more the process, right? Like to yeah. me, manga it, it it goes through one of the one one of the many publishers. There, you have an editor. You know, there's like a process, right? If I think a good example would be like if anybody's ever read um, Bakuman, like that's a very mm. traditional. There's a process to how manga is published in japan and i think that's the the distinction is that it's it's still fairly heavily critiqued and in order to you know there's there's smaller publishers sure but it's it's there's there's hoops to jump through in order to you know have it published and printed and all that where you know the great thing about something like webtoon is it, it democratizes the process, right? You don't need to necessarily go. With, I'm not suggesting that manga is superior to anything. I'm just saying manga is a form, manga is is a process and a form factor, um, but it doesn't mean that it's the better. I, I think webtoon has proven that there's a astronomical number of people that read webtoon uh, stuff and and you know and voraciously consume it, and I think that's great. And if you know, if the if those people, their end goal is to get it adapted into manga, then fine. But if they just want to keep it as webtoon, then I don't see a problem with that either. Okay. Well, we are running out of time. So what I want to kind of do for the last section here is have people give some recommendations of some manga. Um, it can be English, Japanese, whatever, whatever is a thing that you think you would like to recommend. I will start with Sam. Um, so I'll keep this short because I can recommend a lot of stuff. But um, <laughs> I just name dropped Felipe Smith. It's it's technically not manga, so but give me this one. Um, he won the Tokyo Pop Rising Stars of manga way back in the day, and that's how he got his start. Um, his book he published as a result of that MBQ is super good. I if you can find it, it's probably way out of print, but if you can find it, it's really good. Um, manga side, um. I know this is like super mainstream now, but Chainsaw Man, <laughs> you please read it, subscribe to Shonen Jump, um, and then you can read it all on there. It's super good. Anime is coming out this year. Uh, I think I will leave it at that. Okay. I will go to Nick. Oh, man. Um, let's just go with Haikyuu. Uh, I think Haikyuu is probably the best sports anything um, mm-hmm. I've 
ever watched slash read. So the way I consumed it was kind of half and half. I I got on board with the anime back in what 2016, and then uh, you know that season four ended last sometime last year, and I realized I can't wait. That show is notorious <laughs> for being many years between seasons, so I can't wait. So I just basically purchased the rest of it in a manga, and uh, and was very happy with uh with it so yeah haiku it's uh, if you're into sports uh manga or anime at all it's an easy recommend to anybody if you generally aren't into sports stuff i say give it a give it a chance because it does it's a lot less it's a lot less contrived than a lot of sports stuff like comparing it you know to i i'm and don't get me wrong i'm not trying to like throw shade on on slam dunk or you know the classics so to speak but those are all very formulaic and it's almost there's there's a lot of deus ex machina and it's very form you know you can kind of see where it's going Mm -hmm. where haikyuu to me yeah there's definitely a, a lot of sensational stuff that happens but it's still in the realm of believable and yeah the the team that the manga focuses on karasuno like they're a team of very that has very clear strengths and weaknesses, and that's explained very well in in this both the anime and the manga. The anime adaptation is phenomenal. Um, I recommend the you know we're in manga episode, but I highly recommend the anime. It's the best sports anything I've ever uh, really gotten to experience and i'm and i'm not biased just because it's volleyball anybody who knows me knows volleyball is one of the a sport near and dear to my heart but um it, it it's really good highly recommend can vouch that's obviously <laughs> super good <laughs> okay uh mike well i will have to recommend the continuing viz re-release of Maison Ikoku in a nice larger format with better quality paper and a new translation and as a show that or a title that had been out of print for quite a while it is good to see it available again it's always been my favorite Rumiko Takahashi title for actually having meaningful character growth and an ending you're a crazy man <laughs> I want to I want to sneak what? in and and, and uh just say that uh, I'm obviously biased, but the the Viz special edition stuffs are generally very high quality. So like you can really trust that they'll be they'll be good. Also, they they have a uh, Haiku is on the it part of the subscription. So cool. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Azumanga Daio because <laughs> it's four volumes. It's great, and it's one of the things I kind of like to do because. I can I can read some Japanese, but it's not great. But I have found that I have a bunch of series that I have both in English and Japanese. So I'll go and kind of like read it in Japanese first and then go back and read the English translation and kind of have that help to fill in some stuff and kind of correct some of my self-translation. And uh, yeah, Ozamanga Dayo, it's still it's still just it's it's hilarious and charming and uh, wonderful and not too long. So if you want a, a quick a quick book that's that's fun uh it's 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 still hilarious holds up for sure i think we can all okay. uh, we can also probably all agree that honorable mention for all of us would be to berserk right i mean there's a reason that ran for oh man over th- 1988 so what 30 30 plus years a tragedy um, for tra- sure. absolutely tragic yeah um the guy he he, he literally worked in, into his dying days but um you know, he planned for it, Muta planned for it as best he could, and his assistants obviously, you know, uh, he trusted them enough to to wrap things up for him. But what's one of the things I was really sad about with, with Corona was I really wanted to see that exhibit they put up for him for uh, to celebrate uh-huh. him. I heard there was a lot of really cool stuff there, but you know, life's not fair, so <laughs> didn't yeah. didn't get to see it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a timeless masterpiece that very very tragically had horrible anime adaptations in, <laughs> in the back end, but the ninety seven TV series is superb, super good. Um, all right, uh, I know we can we could then go off and keep going with other ones to say to say forever. So we'll we'll stop here, and we may just come back with some more stuff. Uh, I will say though, I do 
now that you've brought it up, I totally want to do a sports episode. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that in the queue at some point. So with that, we're about out of time. So thanks for listening. And until next time, this is AMO Kenzoko saying Saraba.